Entitlement, power trips, jealousy, guilt trips, manipulation, passive aggressiveness, dishonesty, gaslighting. How did I get here? How is it that I'm living with this on a daily basis? Maybe even excusing it, downplaying it, or justifying it. How did I come to accept this behavior as normal? Welcome to the Covert Narcissism Podcast. I'm your host, Renee Swanson. I'm Renee Swanson, your host of the Covert Narcissism Podcast. And today we're talking about narcissistic mirroring and exploitative behaviors. Last week, I, I really described the exploitative behaviors of a covert narcissist. And today, just here briefly, I want to revisit those. So these exploitative behaviors are things like dishonesty, never really quite telling the whole truth, maybe tap dancing around it, manipulating it to their benefit. A power imbalance, you know, they're in a position of power or control over you. You pour all of your energy into them, making life easy for them, keeping things peaceful with them. This is a never-ending job, but it puts them in control. Guilt manipulation, using your own self-reflective skills, your own desire to be a good person against you. How about jealousy? Jealous of any time that you spend with someone other than them. Your own friends and family making you pay a price for being with them or being happy with anyone else in your life or for pouring some energy into anyone else in your world that's not them. Gaslighting. Manipulating your perceptions and thoughts. Leaving you in confusion and doubt. In these relationships, you just don't feel good about yourself. How could you? Your self-esteem really takes a plunge. So you might be asking, how did this happen to me? You know, this all sounds horrible, and it is. So how did I end up in a relationship like this? One of the ways that we ended up hooked and trapped in a relationship with a covert narcissist, an exploitative relationship, is because of narcissistic mirroring. Now, I want to define what this is. Narcissistic mirroring is defined as a manipulation tactic used by narcissistic individuals to create a false sense of connection with another person. They do this by mimicking their thoughts, feelings, interests, or behaviors. It's a calculated and intentional act to activate your feelings of empathy and cause you to feel connected to them. It's a manipulation to lure their target in, to hook them, and to earn their trust. Now let's look at what this really means and what this is. Mirroring behavior in the beginning phases of a relationship can be really hard to spot. It can look like normal and healthy infatuation with another person. So how do we distinguish between, you know, narcissistic mirroring, exploitative behavior, love bombing, and normal infatuation? One of the things to look for is the over-the-top connections. Too good to be true, too perfect. 
These are uncanny connections. When, you know, everything you like, all of a sudden they seem to like. Everything you're interested in, they are interested in. And you'll hear things like, oh, I like that too. I can't believe that we have so much in common. I can't believe that you're interested in this as well. That's crazy. Clearly we were meant to be together. We must be soulmates. Why? Because we both like tomato soup? I mean, it is uncanny uh, connections and over-the-top reactions to the smallest things sometimes. Another sign is their constant and intense validation of you. This is how the relationship starts. These are the beginning phases. You'll hear things like, you are so amazing. Everything you say is just so smart and incredible. I will never get tired of listening to you talk. Yeah, really? Let's see how long that lasts. They'll give you extreme over-the-top emotional support. Let's say you had a rough day at work and they come to you and say, oh, come here, let me give you a hug. I know how hard your day was and I'm so thankful that I can be here for you. They're there. It's all okay now. It's to the point of being patronizing, over-the-top sappy communication. Now, this is just one of the things to look for. This is not all narcissistic people. This is just one of those things where, where how mirroring shows up and we're going to explore several. You know, it's one thing to say, hey, I'm sorry you had a rough day. Here, put your feet up and I'll cook some dinner for you tonight. But love bombing is over the top, above and beyond. And in reality, it's awkwardly so. Your heart might even tell you, boy, this feels a little excessive, a little, a little strange. But then we end up faulting ourselves thinking, well, they're being nice. Shouldn't I just be grateful? And so we talk ourselves out of questioning it. They appear caring, empathetic, generous, compassionate. They win your trust, even your admiration. And it develops a quick sense of closeness and dependence. You see, love bombing feels more like idolizing you putting you on a pedestal, in essence, worshiping you. You're the only person who's ever loved me. That's probably not true. You're the most amazing person in the world. Again, probably not true. And it's one thing to say that in a situation, you know, when somebody, when you've done something really nice for someone and they go, wow, you're just, you're so amazing. That's fine. But when it's over the top, excessive attention and praise. You know, it's interesting to me that they worship like this. You know, they worship you when in reality what they're after is you worshiping them. You see, only one person can sit on a pedestal at a time. And so while they're quick to put you there, it won't be long before they're pushing you off and taking that spot for themselves. You see, this love bombing, this, this narcissistic mirroring, it's short-lived. Now, what is the goal of mirroring? The goal of narcissistic mirroring is to manipulate you for personal gain. That's where it switches. It's to get you to trust them, to put your guard down, to be hooked in essence. It provides a false sense of safety, a false sense of a bond, and it creates a dependence, otherwise known as a trauma bond. They're manipulating you and your feelings in order to gain something from you. In other words, now that I have you hooked, let's see what you can do for me. This is the hidden agenda of a covert narcissist, and it's extremely exploitative. 
Again, exploitative behavior is the act of using someone unfairly for your own advantage. So what is it they want? Well, they want a relationship, but I mean, so do a lot of us. Maybe they want, you know, social status. They want the relationship with you for social status or to not be alone, to raise a family, maybe to please their parents. Maybe they want the relationship for sex or money to fulfill a role or a duty. Maybe they even want it for intimacy and connection. Okay, we all do. Even if it's fake, it's still something that they are pursuing. We all gain some benefit from relationships. But non-exploitative people, they want the benefit of the relationship true, but they want their partner to get benefit from the relationship too. They want that benefit to be equal. In fact, they gain additional happiness from watching their partner gain happiness from the relationship. Narcissistic individuals don't do this. They gain happiness when they receive, not when you receive. They don't experience happiness when, from your happiness, they experience jealousy because it's a competition, it's a manipulation, it's transactional. So what does mirroring look like? Mirroring is imitating or reflecting your likes, dislikes, your desires, preferences, beliefs, dreams, emotions, thoughts, behaviors, body language, basically any aspect of you. Now, it's important to note here that not everyone who mirrors is a narcissistic person. There is such a thing as healthy mirroring. It is normal and common to pick up behaviors from those who are close to us. It's common to mirror some of their likes and interests, and that's fine. When we enjoy the presence of this person in our life, we might join them on things that they like to do. We're enjoying their company, okay, so that's part of it. And again, when you're not narcissistic, you enjoy their happiness. So you support them in their pursuit of personal happiness. You might join them on some of their hobbies to just enjoy watching them be happy from their own hobby. But you're also going to enjoy watching them when they take that hobby and do it with a buddy or another person in their life who also enjoys that hobby. So again, you watch and gain happiness from their happiness. But narcissistic people don't. It all anchors on jealousy. So in, in healthy mirroring, if our partner likes to go to sporting events, even though we may not, maybe we go sometimes and we enjoy watching them enjoy their hobby. We may even learn a little bit about the sport along the way. But again, if they go with a buddy and really enjoy it, we gain happiness from that too. How about emotional mirroring? Healthy emotional mirroring is when someone we love is sad, let's say, we reflect that emotion back to them in order to empathize with them, in order to connect with them so that they don't feel alone and hopefully they will even feel supported and feel loved. So when someone that you know is sad and hurting, that's not the time that you turn on your favorite happy song and break out and dance. No. Maybe you stay more subdued and respectful of their feelings. Maybe you're just more reflective and thoughtful. Maybe you even share a time with them of when you felt the same way. You are creating a supportive environment for them to process their feelings. 
It's all about them, helping them to feel validated and maybe to move through those feelings. And this process really creates a, a relationship of trust and a mutual bond. Well, you see, this is different from narcissistic mirroring. And the biggest difference lies in the motivation behind the mirroring. Healthy mirroring is not exploitative. It's not self-serving. It's about the other person. And it's motivated by genuine interest and care for this other person. But narcissistic mirroring, on the other hand, it's self-serving. It's transactional. It's motivated by the desire to get something in return. You see, narcissistic mirroring, the actions and words feel hollow and empty. They are inconsistent with the other behaviors of this person and, in fact, are seemingly conflicting with the other behaviors, feelings, actions, or thoughts of this person. You see, the mirroring behavior has no depth behind it. In fact, it's short-lived and it just it isn't sustainable. It doesn't create a, a relationship of trust. It doesn't, certainly doesn't create an environment of vulnerability because narcissistic mirroring quickly begins showing signs of devaluing and abandonment. Their actions are ultimately self-serving, and this does eventually show up. Their attention-seeking, you know, things like, well, aren't you glad that I did this for you? See what I did for you? Let me take care of this for you. They're in so much need of validation from you that they begin pointing out your lack of recognition of all the great things they've done for you. Their victim mode kicks in when you aren't responsive enough to their attention because they fall right back to prioritizing their self-interest and their self-image. You see, narcissistic mirroring, it does not match their own behaviors. Their mirroring can convince you that they are empathetic. They, they might reflect back your feelings showing that they care, but it doesn't match their other behaviors that leave you feeling unworthy and doubting yourself and you know hurting your self-image and your self-esteem. Their empathetic mirroring doesn't match all these other behaviors. I'll give you an example. If you have a death in your family, they can appear so caring. I'm so sorry this happened. What can I do for you? They might even cry some, just making sure you see their compassionate tears. But their compassion stops there. They go right back into a world that is centered around them. So as you are busy making funeral arrangements, talking with your family, getting things worked out, they start acting out to regain your attention. I've had so many people talk to me about how these, how funerals, their own family funerals were ruined by their narcissistic partner because the narcissistic partner makes it all about them. But yet when the death happened, they, they showed all of this empathy, like, I'm so sorry, what can I do for you? That is mirroring. This is narcissistic mirroring. And again, it's shallow and not sustainable. So it flips right back now to where they're the center of the world trying to regain all of your attention. So maybe you're planning a, a family dinner around this funeral. Well, they'll be late to the family dinner just to make sure that your focus is on them. And if you move on with your plans without them, they'll become the biggest victim in the world and guilt you, even though you're focused on your family as you should be. 
Maybe when the funeral comes around, all of a sudden, you know, they don't feel well and they let you know how bad of a headache they have, asking you to rub their head or can you get some medicine for me? Anything to return your sympathy to them. While they originally showed that they care about you and even asked, what can I do for you? It is only a matter of time until it's back to what can you do for me? Now, narcissistic mirroring doesn't only show up in this feigned compassion and care. It also shows up in your interest and hobbies. If you're into golf, they may learn all they can about golf. I've always liked golf and I used to play and I want to play more, whether that's true or not. They might explain how good they are and they might start correcting, you know, how you're golfing, even though you've golfed all of your life and they maybe have gone two or three times, but they'll revel in how good that they are and, and want to kind of show you the expert that they are in golf. Now, I want to distinguish this from someone who takes a genuine interest in your hobbies. Maybe you're with a non-narcissistic person and they've never played golf in their life and now they express interest in it. Well, that's okay. While a narcissistic person says, I've always liked golf, and they start teaching you, you know, how to get better and teaching you all about it, a non-narcissistic person, they're going to sound more like this. You know, I've always kind of wanted to play. I never really have, and I don't know much about it, but I would love to try it with you. Will you show me? That is not an exploitative, narcissistic, manipulative approach. A narcissistic, manipulative person will say whatever they need to get on your good side, to be whatever you are into, and still uphold their expert status and teach you all about it. Another common form of mirroring with a covert narcissist is knowing how to appear vulnerable. They will say things like, you know, you're, you're trying to call them out maybe on a behavior and go, hey, that, you know, it really hurt me when you said whatever. But they will fall back to, oh, I had such a rough childhood. And this gains sympathy from you, and it should. But now they escape any accountability of their own behavior. This is not vulnerability. This is their get-out-of-jail-free card. I can do whatever I want, treat you however I want, because I can always fall back on, but I had such a rough childhood. And then when we, you know, take sympathy there and try to help them through some of this and erase the bad behavior inside our own head, they just played their get out of jail free card. Another way this shows up is when they say, well, I'm just no good at relationships. I don't deserve you. Again, another appearance of vulnerability but again, just a get-out-of-jail-free card. They told you they're no good at relationships, and so, hey, you certainly can't be mad at them when this proves to be true. They've already stated that they are aware of that they're no good at relationships, so clearly they have good self-awareness. Well, that's what I thought. But no, it wasn't self-awareness. It was just an excuse to take no accountability. It was just a free pass. And that phrase, I don't deserve you, well, that pulled all the sympathy out. All of a sudden now, I was kicking it into high gear, proving to him all the ways that he was valuable to me. All of a sudden, their bad behavior was erased, and I was working overtime to prove my love to him. Their apparent vulnerability can appeal to you in so many ways and hook you so quickly. So how do we protect ourselves from narcissistic mirroring? 
I will be exploring this in the next episode. I will give you suggestions and tools to put yourself in a healthier position when it comes to exploitative, manipulative, narcissistic people. In the meantime, remember this phrase. Observe, don't absorb. Start watching their actions and words. Start watching how you respond to their actions and words. Start watching how you feel. How does your heart respond? How does your body respond to their words and behaviors? Observe, don't absorb. When we stopped listening to our own heart, we became the perfect target for them. It's time to change that. It is time to connect back with your own heart, your own gut, your own intuition, and trust it. And I look forward to giving you the tools for this path. I wish you so much peace on your journey of healing. You have been listening to the Covert Narcissism Podcast with your host, Renee Swanson. Be sure to check out our website at www covertnarcissism.com. There you will find many resources just for you to help you on this journey. You can also reach out to me by email at Renee, R-E-N-E-E at C-N-G lifecoaching.com. Those letters are C-N-G as in covert narcissism group. I do look forward to hearing from you. I wish you so much peace on your journey of healing. The information provided by Renee Swanson and the Covert Narcissism Podcast is for educational purposes only and is not to be used for diagnosis purposes and not intended to be a substitute for clinical care. Please consult a healthcare provider for guidance specific to your case. This material discusses narcissism in general. It does not claim that any specific person has narcissism and should not be used to refer to any specific person as having narcissism. Permission is not granted to link to or repost this material to support an allegation or a claim that any specific person is a narcissist. That would be an unauthorized misuse of the material and information provided.